Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Are you vegan, vegetarian, meat eater? Oh, we'd love to hear from you in any case on the program today. We're going to examine the vegan diet and lifestyle. Uh, investigate reasons why you would go vegan. Is it health, concern for animals, the environment, concerns about the food industry, hungry people around the world? What about wearing leather or silk? Is it healthy to give up meat or dairy products? Can you can you do that and still be healthy? How strict should you be? Is it okay to come and go with a vegetarian or vegan diet? What about relationships among vegans, vegetarians, and meat eaters? How do you navigate potential tension points? We'll be talking with USU student and UPR News intern Morgan uh, Pratt, who joins us in studio. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Tom. Um, so, and you did a very interesting feature a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be hearing that uh, that feature. We'll also be talking with um, your friend, Christine McPherson, who I think we're getting on the phone right now, who describes herself as mostly vegan. Do we have Christine on the on the phone? Uh, Christine, are yeah, you there? Hi. Hello. Yeah, sorry. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> and we have with us uh, in studio, Fresh Folk host and USU geoscience education instructor, uh, Blair Larson. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Later in the program, we'll be talking to a very interesting gentleman, uh, a German uh, fellow who's written some uh, vegan cookbooks, Vegan for Fit, Vegan for Fun. After his uh, father's untimely heart attack, um, Attila Hildmann uh, set out to transform his life. He's dropped some 77 pounds on a vegan diet since the year 2000, and he uh, uh, goes around the talk show circuit in Germany. His books are bestsellers in Germany, and now in translation, they're out uh, in English. So we'll be talking about him in about 20 minutes. So uh, let me just uh, begin with a feature that uh, Morgan did uh, a couple of weeks ago. So what was the genesis for this? Why did you do this feature? Well, I did this feature because I was transitioning into veganism from vegetarianism, and it seemed to be a bigger ordeal than I thought it was going to be. And so I tried it, and it worked for a little bit, like less than a day. And so I was gave it up, and I was like, this is stupid. And I decided, after a couple of days of thinking about it, maybe it really isn't that stupid. And so I wanted to investigate what really is behind the veganism draw. And uh, part of the speech you'll hear, you called your friend Christine, who we have yeah. with us. Yeah. So Christine, uh, you and, and Morgan asked you a kind of a, could be a potentially offensive question. Um, are you crazy? You'll hear that in the in the feature. So anyway, let's let's hear this feature uh, from, uh, from Morgan Pratt, who's a USU student and uh, UPR uh, news intern. Last week, I decided to take on a new change in my life. I wanted to join the ranks of Anne Hathaway, Bill Clinton, and Al Gore and go vegan. But by the end, I lasted a total of 36 hours and decided that all vegans were crazy. Why is that? Because being vegan means you can't eat eggs, milk, fish, honey, gelatin, and most importantly, vegans don't eat cheese. As I finished my vegan trial run, I decided to take a look and to see what I was actually missing out on. I caught up with Christine McPherson, a lifelong friend of mine who is mostly vegan. I asked her if she was crazy for not eating a typical American diet. Am I crazy? I think some people would probably think so. Some people are like, well, people have been eating meat forever, but I don't think anybody's really crazy for doing anything unless you're like depriving yourself and starving yourself. I also spoke with Lindsay Wright, a spokesperson for PETA. She says people choose to go vegan for a variety of reasons. Many of us are motivated by our concern for and compassion for animals. Some people choose to be vegan for concerns for the environment, for the world's hungry people. 
or, you know, sometimes for, for health reasons. Vegans have lower uh, rates of things like heart disease, obesity, cancer, and diabetes. Wright says most vegans not only change their diets, but they also change their lifestyle, such as not buying products that were tested on animals or produced from animal products. Kind of a philosophy of trying to make a compassionate choice that benefits animals, you know, whenever you have the opportunity to do so. McPherson says she became vegan because she doesn't agree with factory farming. Just the way that the, the animals are treated and the horrible conditions that they are put in and just like the dairy cows, their babies are taken away from them and then they're milked and it's just really sad. And I just don't want uh, another animal to have to go through that for me to have like some milk or for me to have some meat on my plate. I don't think that's fair to them. In the most recent movement, people have been going vegan for Lent, which Wright says is very appropriate for veganism, which is built on compassion for animals. Going vegan is the ultimate display of kindness and mercy uh, to the meekest among us, from egg-laying hens who have portions of their sensitive beaks seared off to mother pigs who are confined to stalls that are, you know, these days so small that they can't even comfortably lie down or turn around. Vegans are estimated to save 100 animals per year due to their lifestyle. Some vegans, though, choose to do so for health reasons. According to Wright, Bill Clinton was once known as the cheeseburger president because of his unhealthy eating habits. He says he is now vegan so he can live to see his grandchildren. McPherson says being vegan does have an effect on her health. If there are a few days where I don't eat vegan or I do eat meat, I feel a lot more sluggish and a lot more slow than if I were to eat like more plant-based diet and more fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and to stay away from the processed meats. That really does make a big difference in how you really feel and I think it does help to clear your mind a little more and definitely helps with like your physical stamina. The vegan population has taken off since 2011 and now makes up 2 to 5 percent of Americans, according to Wright. You know, many people do it because, you know, they're curious about what it would be like to be vegan. And, you know, the exciting thing is that, you know, a lot of people, after they try it for a week or 30 days or for Lent, uh, decide to stick with it because they, they find themselves feeling better and uh, really enjoying the, the flavors of the new foods that they're checking out. With my passion for animal rights, and not to mention my family's track record of obesity and high cholesterol and diabetes, maybe I should give veganism a retry, even if that means giving up the cheese. For a full interview with Lindsay Wright from PETA, or a link on how to go vegan yourself, visit upr.org. For UPR News, I'm Morgan Pratt. So we're talking about these issues on the program today. That's Morgan Pratt's uh, feature that we heard on uh, All Things Considered in Morning Edition a couple of weeks ago. We've got Morgan Pratt with us. We have Blair Larson. We have Christine McPherson. Later in the program, Attila Hildman has written some uh, vegan uh, cookbooks. He has a very interesting story. Uh, has dropped some 77 pounds since 2000. He, his uh, reason he went vegan was uh, precipitated by the, the untimely death of his father from uh, from a high cholesterol and heart attack. Let me start with you, Blair Larson. You're a vegetarian. I am. Not vegan. No, but I'm I'm more on the vegan end okay. of being vegetarian. Kind of, I, a, kind of a sliding scale. Yeah. I don't drink milk. Um, I don't really eat very much cheese. I do eat eggs, but I get them from a friend who has chickens in her backyard, so mm. they're not factory farm chickens. Yeah. So why did you go vegetarian? 
Oh, gosh. I went vegetarian probably 25 years ago, maybe even close to 30 years ago now. And just because um, I guess initially it started out with uh, environmental reasons, because the meat industry has a huge effect on the environment. And then as I did more research into it, I looked into the health effects of it and then the moral reasons for becoming a vegetarian. So now I'm a vegetarian, I would say, for all three of those reasons. But it probably started because of the environmental impact of the meat industry. Hmm. Now, there are some perceptions, stereotypes. Did you, you probably still encountered this. Oh, yes. Uh, like, when you tell people I'm vegetarian, they probably bring along with that a whole host of other assumptions they make about you. Right. So the, typically the things we hear are, you know, what do you just eat salads all the time? And what, which no. And or, you know, how do you get your protein? Well, you really don't have to worry about protein, especially in the American diet. We have plenty of protein. Protein stays on your body. I mean, you really get, you don't have to have protein at every meal. So I, I typically hear those kinds of things. Um, and then there's also often stereotypes about, well, what do you do when you go out to eat? You just probably never go out to eat, do you? And, you know, it's better than it used to be. But there there are times where it was difficult to go out to eat. But nowadays, it's a lot easier to go out to eat. Hmm. We turn to Christine McPherson. We heard in that uh, feature that it sounds like uh, one of the motivations was social consciousness, right? A concern for animals. Yes, definitely. Uh, now, you when you went vegetarian, what was what was your reasoning there? Um, I've actually been vegetarian, like on and off, kind of uh, throughout most of my life. And I think that was influenced in large part uh, because of my mom. My mom has been pretty much vegetarian on and off through most of my life. So I really started probably like when I was in elementary school, stopping eating meat, probably because mostly because the uh, compassion for animals. I've always loved animals, so, yeah. And the decision to go vegan, that's another step. What, what precipitated yeah. that? Um, like, I don't know if uh, anybody has ever seen Food, Inc., but after watching that, that really um, kind of kick-started my transition into veganism, which I have kind of slacked off a little bit recently, but I'm starting again um, mm. to be more uh, disciplined in that. <laughs> So that, that brings up an interesting point, and I've wondered about this. We'll talk with uh, our, our guest from Germany here coming up in the program about this. Uh, so can you come and go with this? I mean, you know, sometimes we think it's almost like a belief. And, that, you know, and if you, if you don't eat vegan one day and go back to it, uh, you know, it's almost like you're hypocritical. But uh, our, uh, you'll hear from our guest uh, coming up. He says just start somewhere. Just, just go vegan for a few days. Do you, so you, you feel okay coming and going with it? Um, yeah, but only, like, I will only drink, like, organic milk or organic free-range eggs, which, you know, sometimes the labels can be misleading, but hopefully, you know, you can always hope for the best, I think. Um, so I will never eat, like, processed, super processed meat or, like, and I'll try to avoid uh, milk that isn't all organic or uh, preferably, like, local uh, type stuff would be best. What What do you get? Let me ask the same question I asked Blair. It was stereotypes, perceptions. Vegans in America are still just about two percent of the population, so you're you're in the minority. Do you what What sorts of comments do you get? Um, I haven't really gotten many uh, comments that were like. Well, I guess there was my dad, who was like a little bit weird. <laughs> He's pretty weirded out about it, I think, and. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does he oh, say? I don't really know. <laughs> he, um, 
like one time, like when I first started uh, becoming vegan, I like would have dreams about eating meat, and so I like kind of mentioned that in passing, and he was like, "Well, that's because you should be eating meat," or something like that. <laughs> and so I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah. I was really offended by it. Yeah. Okay. Let me turn to Morgan Pratt. Uh, So first of all, why did you become vegetarian? Well, I was younger and I was honestly 12 when I became vegetarian and I had the internet and so I discovered PETA and I discovered all of their um, cruelty to animal videos and I, that was horrifying to me. Um, that they would do those things to those animals. And so I I told my dad that I wanted to go vegetarian with a big influence of Christine's mom. Um, and I, that's what I did. And it didn't happen right away. It happened. It was a slow change. And um, my dad told me that he says, you know, I'm not going to let you be a picky eater. But if you're doing this for a cause and for something you believe in, I'll let you be a vegetarian. Were there difficulties, uh, you know, the rest of the family? You know, or some of your family probably wasn't vegetarian. So, yeah, my my family has been so kind to me, and they have always cooked vegetarian for me, especially um, Christine's mom and my stepmom later on, and they've been so accommodating to my diet, and that has been so kind and so nice of them to do that for me. So then, lately, you decided to go vegan. I uh, did, <laughs> but the transition was difficult. It was a little difficult. I I got a little sick one night. I don't know what that was due to. Um, but I think it was because I just jumped into it. I And the tempting cheese was in the fridge, and mm. it was just, it was really hard. <laughs> yeah. I think cheese would be the worst for me, too. Is, are there are alternatives? You know, since I've made my feature and I posted it online, a lot of the UPR listeners have come with awesome comments, and they've said, actually, you can make vegan cheese. And I was so blown away. Vegan cheese. Mm. So uh, that's probably what my husband and I will do this weekend is make vegan cheese. Uh, so well, I want to know the results. Maybe bring some in. That'd Maybe. Be, that yeah, would be, be a good idea. Be fun. Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking about vegetarianism, veganism. Uh, it's a diet. It's a lifestyle. Uh, those who adopt it, some 5 to 7% vegetarian in the U.S. and 2% uh, vegan. But I see it as growing, especially young, among the younger population. Uh, say that there, there are many health benefits and a lot of social consciousness goes into this concern for animals, uh, concern about the food industry, processed foods. Uh, so those themes are, are definitely involved. Um, let's bring up a couple of comments we got on our Facebook page. By the way, you can comment on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. We'd love to hear your experience. Perhaps your mediator would like to push back against uh, against what we're talking about here. Um, the number, by the way, is 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495. Love to hear from you. You can comment also by email, upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Here's what Aaron Brewer says, good friend of the station. She says, been vegetarian since I was 12. I don't mind other people eating meat, but think less meat is better, both for health and the environment. And really wish that people would only buy meat from farms where animals are raised in a humane way. I know that vegetarians have a reputation for being obnoxious about their beliefs, but I've had the opposite experience. It's amazing how often people uh, try to get me to eat meat. 
I often uh, will tell people I'm allergic to meat rather than a vegetarian because they're not as likely to try to give me meat if they think it's a medical problem. My biggest peeve is when meat eaters suggest I just pick the meat off something like a sandwich or pizza. To me, that's gross. Kind of like someone suggesting you just pick uh, pick barf or snot off of food, <laughs> says, <laughs> says Aaron. Uh, so thanks for that comment, Aaron. That's interesting, Blair. Oh, that, my gosh. <laughs> that uh, Aaron says she she's felt the need. Uh, I guess because of pushy meat eaters to tell or tell them that it's medical reasons. Yeah, I I I am nodding my head at everything Erin is saying, <laughs> um, and laughing at some of the things she's saying. But yeah, that's right. I mean, when I go out to eat, sometimes I will say, "I'm a vegetarian. What do you have for me? Um, you know, what can I have? What can I get? What can the um, chef do for me?" But then other times when I go somewhere and I get a kind of a feeling that they're they're not very accommodating, I will say, "I'm allergic." to meat or something, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I can't have that. Mm-hmm. So what can you do? So yeah. it's it's just, um, I, I understand what she's saying, that sometimes people are more receptive if you say you're allergic to something than if you say, I choose not to eat meat. So thanks for that comment, Aaron. We have a comment from uh, Vivian Baji on our uh, Facebook site. We'll get to that a little bit later. You're welcome to uh, to call in with your experience. We'd, we'd love to have your experience, whether you're a vegan, vegetarian, or meat eater. Uh, what are you trying to do to have a more healthy lifestyle, and, and what do you feel is the best best lifestyle? The way to reach us is upraxcess at gmail.com. That's our email, upraxcess at gmail.com. Call us at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. Or you can comment on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. We have with us Morgan Pratt. Is a vegetarian, considering going vegan again, right? Uh, we have with us uh, Christine McPherson, who is a vegan, and uh, vegetarian uh, Blair Larson is with us in the studio. Now we welcome in on the telephone um, Attila Hildman, who is author of uh, several uh, cookbooks, Vegan for Fit, Vegan for Fun. He's uh, a television chef and on the talk show circuit in, in Germany. Uh, Mr. Hildman, am I pronouncing your first name correctly? Are, are you there? Hi, Tom. Well, Hi. Um, I think so, I guess. I oh, think it's okay. Attila. Okay. Yeah, but it sounds All right. great. All right. <laughs> either, either way, we're glad to have you with us. Let me start with you. You have a very interesting story. You you started down on this journey uh, at the death of your father, untimely death of your father. Tell, tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a vegan for 14 years now, and it all started uh, with a tragic um Incident because my father died of a heart attack in 2000, and I w- I've witnessed that, and it really shocked me and made me think about healthy food choices. So um, back then I was severely overweight, actually 70 pounds heavier than now, and uh, well, I didn't like my body nor the outlook of my doctor saying that if I didn't change anything, I would have the same destiny as my father. So um, I started, you know eating vegetarian for several months and yeah then after this discussion with a friend about you know factory farming and animal transportation and and all that stuff um i tried you know um eating vegan and um it it really changed my, my life my whole life i've i've lost 70 pounds now i feel more energetic um i became a, a well-known cookbook author here in europe and uh, it's it's a great journey, and I'm really really happy to be on your show, Tom. We're happy to have you with us. What's the result been? I guess specifically, I know that some people are skeptical that you can give up not only meat but dairy products and the like. 
and still get the protein you need and still be completely healthy. I wonder if you would uh, talk about that. Yeah, I think um, that's, that's something that most people think, that if you go on a diet, um, you will get some kind of deficiency. And that's something um, back in 2000 that uh, I thought so too. And my mom was actually pretty worried about my decision to turn to the lifestyle. And, you know, my whole life I was um, active in sports. I was starting triathlon when I was 16 years old. And... Um, but I had a huge problem with gaining weight uh, in the off season, and um, I had this, this, you know, yo-yo effect we call that, and um, that's that stopped. You know, I I do have my perfect form. Um, I do have a six pack right now, something that I've actually even only dreamed of back then. And um, many people um, don't like to cook. And if they, you know, don't get in touch with all the delicious ingredients and um, all the basic concepts about where to find protein, for instance, and all the different uh, legumes like chickpeas, lentils, or even tofu and stuff, um, you, you, you come to that conclusion that vegan is um, a defic- deficiency um, diet, but it's actually not. It's, it's pretty rich in antioxidants, phytochemicals, vitamins, and minerals, and um, if you want to protect your body from free radicals, that's the way to go. Uh, talk about, uh, our, we have with us uh, Morgan Pratt, uh, who's a, a student at Utah State University. She recently... Um, said that she tried to go vegan, had some problems. What would you advise her on a, on a good transition? Well, I would suggest that um, she uh, tries the Vegan for Fit at 30-day challenge. And that's something that 750,000 people in Germany did. It became like a huge success for people who wanted to try it out and who want to... Um, not go all the way because I don't believe that you have to be um, 100% uh, vegan. I think it's it's a good healthy choice for like um, the period of 30 days or even if you try it out for once a week or even you know you change uh, a meat eat, meat eater dish for a vegan dish on a daily basis. That's something that that would benefit um, that where you would benefit your health would benefit from that and. Um, I think it's very important to just try it out for yourself and to do it on a very easy, um, in an easy program. You, if, you, if you think that you are forced into that planned eating uh, philosophy, and what I did in the past 14 years is that I tried to concentrate on healthy and delicious um, recipes. I invented new recipes, something um, that would keep me positive and alive because back then I couldn't figure or couldn't imagine to um, eat like that. I actually loved the vegetarians and vegans and um, right now if you ask me if I miss anything, I don't because for everything that um, I liked back then, like hamburger or you know vanilla ice cream, I do have a very, very um, healthy substitute and so um, to promote that idea, I think it's it's best to try it out for 30 days and go on that 30 days uh, vegan for fit challenge. Now, some people are skeptical. I guess I'd put myself in that category that that you could actually have a delicious vegan meal, which would replace, say, you know, say a delicious steak or 
or, or what I love, cheese. You know, you can, uh, tell me, but maybe you could select one of your recipes, and uh, and tell me about it, and and convince me that it can actually be delicious. Okay, I can tell you about the spaghetti bolognese recipes um, that I've invented, and uh, that actually won um, in a TV. Um, fight with the star chef and uh, that made me really proud so basically what you take is like tofu um, you get that from Whole Foods or something and um, you crumble with your hands or fork and you fry it up and lots of olive oil then you add onions minced on onions garlic um, tomato puree red wine um, some sweetener like agave syrup um, oregano, um, fresh basil, and um, you will have a delicious um, bolognese sauce. I actually convinced lots of my friends to, to actually just try it out with that um, because you won't, you will uh, not feel that there's like a different uh, thing in there. You will not taste that it is tofu, and that's something um, you can try out. Hmm. You talk about. A physical transformation. Obviously, you've had a physical transformation. In the book, you see a before and after picture of you, 77 pounds lost. You talk about a mental transformation. I wonder if you could talk about that. Well, um, in, in that book, Being Fulfilled, it's, it's basically um, a challenge for yourself to transform yourself, your body, and um, I might say so that I found the key to a healthy and slim body and um, that, I, you know, I keep my form for several years now. I'm, I'm, I'm good in shape. But it also is something uh, that affected me mentally. So back then in 2000, for instance, um, I was like a computer nerd. I, I, I did lots of passive things in my life and watched a lot of television and, and uh, did online computer gaming. And um, that... Um, whole concept changed. I'm a different person right now. I'm a very active person. I'm, I'm a guy who likes to do sports and to, who tries to um, challenge himself. And, you know, for instance, I do my diploma, diploma thesis right now in physics, um, and uh, I write about it right now, and that's something that challenged me. And back then in 2000, I couldn't have imagined doing that. Or back then, I dreamed about um, competing in an Ironman triathlon, um, but I couldn't imagine that I could actually do it. And today I do that every, mm. week, every year. I do one Ironman. Yeah. So it's actually, um, you, you start by transforming your body and by, by, um, by seeing your success um, physic physically, you will be affected mentally and you will set new goals for yourself um, that will affect you know different areas of your life. Now you say that uh, you don't have to jump and become vegetarian or vegan all at once. You can just start somewhere. Yeah, right. I think that's that's um, the key to success here in Germany. You know, I come from the meat country. You know, we have the tradition of you know meat dishes here, and and what happened was that um, that, uh, that um, in two, 2013 I sold more books than Jamie Oliver here, and that's something that has to do with the fact that I'm undogmatic because 
I believe that there's no need for people to go on a vegan diet 100%. I believe that every little step helps. And um, I think that you can start by eating vegan once a week or once a day. And if you like it, you can incorporate more vegan dishes into your diet. Um, or you could just start cold turkey with a 30-day challenge. But you don't have to take it too seriously. You know, lots of people go on the vegan for fit challenge for 30 days and then they go back to their old ways. And that's perfectly fine with me because I don't believe that what I eat is some form of um, religion or, or substitute for something like that. I believe that um, it's something that I did for 14 years. I feel better and um, I, I feel more positive and that's something I don't want to force people to to feel that same feeling i don't i think it's illogical if you if you force somebody to to uh, having a healthier and luckier life so i believe that take it easy i, I believe we need to, to to let you go here you have to to move on we appreciate uh, attila hildman is author of vegan for fun vegan for fit and uh, other books and we appreciate you so much uh, being on with us thank you very much tom thank you We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, more with Blair Larson, Morgan Pratt, and Christine McPherson. And we have a comment on our Facebook page from Vivian Baji. we'll get to as well. We'll respond more to Aaron Brewer's comments. Your comments very welcome as well to our UPR uh, Facebook page. You can call 1-800-826-1495, or you can email us to upraxis at gmail.com. Utah Public Radio wants to know, who do you think you are? A radio version of the popular television series where you search for family connections. From beginning to end, we want to know why your family history matters, how you search for your roots, and what you have learned from your family tree. Senator I.R. Senator? He was a senator? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's Sarah Pownall. Wow. Charlemagne. Are you kidding me? Share your stories with us by going to upr.org and clicking the Become a Source link. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Crumb Brothers Artisan Bread at 300 South and 300 West in Logan, offering breakfast Monday through Saturday, beginning at 7 a.m. and featuring quiche, granola with layers of yogurt and fruit, or a ciabatta fried egg bun with bacon, avocado, and provolone. To pledge your own support for Utah Public Radio, go to our website at upr.org and click on Become a Member. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We're investigating what for many Americans is an alternative lifestyle. Uh, 2% of Americans are vegans, some 5 to 7% are vegetarians. That number, uh, anecdotally, I see is growing, especially among the young people. Uh, but most of us are meat eaters. We're uh, looking at the, I guess, the other side. We're also investigating <laughs> how uh, stark that line is and how we accommodate each other and uh, where uh, the, the healthiest lifestyle is. So whether you're vegan or vegetarian or meat eater, we'd love to hear your experiences. And the way to reach us is 1-800-826-1495. Toll free anywhere you're listening, 1-800-826-1495. Our email is upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. 
So as we were listening to Attila Hildmann, uh, I think a few things occurred to you, Blair, you were, you were saying during during the break. Yeah, I, I was thinking that uh, one of the keys to, to making that transition to becoming vegan or even just becoming vegetarian, either way, is to involve yourself in cooking more of your own food. And that sounds like a chore, but actually it opens doors because there's so many foods out there that people don't even think about that, you know, typical when you go to the grocery store, you don't really see them. So there's so many vegetarian options and vegan options out there that people just don't even think about. So when you cook your own food, that kind of opens up the door and suddenly you realize that there's way more options than you thought about. That when you were eating just uh, having a typical meat-centered diet, you actually were more limited than you are as a vegetarian or vegan. There's so many more options. So I would encourage people who are interested in becoming vegetarian or vegan to start experimenting and doing their own cooking. And the other thing that I said during the break is um, I just realized last night I had some friends over for dinner and I made dinner and without even trying, I wasn't even conscious of it. I just realized it sitting here today, the entire meal was vegan. And it wasn't, Hmm. I mean, I wasn't intentionally doing that. I just, it just happened that way. And and it was delicious, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So, and your guests maybe didn't even notice. No. Probably just noticed it was delicious. Yeah. Now your, your husband is not. He is not. He is not vegetarian. He's a true Nebraska Corn, carnivore, corn and carnivore. Yeah, he uh, he he doesn't even like vegetables all that much, so uh, we cook separately. Oh, okay. I was going to yep. ask you how you navigate that. Yep, we just you, cook separately. Cook. Okay, well that's yep. we that's both agree on dessert. Yeah. so that's that's good. Good. <laughs> Morgan, you you want to say something about uh, vegetarian diet? Well, yeah, I've I've been vegetarian for years and years, and being vegetarian doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Um, I, like I said, would eat way too much cheese and way too much milk, and I have had an unhealthy stability in my life. And so I think that is part of a driving driving force to going vegan so that I get more vegetables in my into my diet, which I joked with people that I was technically a vegetarian, but I was really a carbohydrate-itarian. <laughs> That's so. a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever diet I went to, I, I, the, the hardest thing for me to give up would be bread. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I, I just love bread. But uh, I think we all have those yeah. those things, the, 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 the hardest for us, that it may be in certain quantities aren't healthy for us. And I think so. the author was good about pointing that out, that it's he's not dogmatic and he's not advocating this really strict interpretation. It's It's more of a transition and you do what you can do. Christine, I'd like to point this question to you. I, I was talking, I hope she doesn't, I don't think she'd mind, <laughs> our news reporter, Elaine Taylor, who I believe is vegan. Um, she was saying that when she made the transition, first of all, from vegetarian to vegan, she hesitated for a while because of perceptions and mm-hmm. stereotypes. But then she made the transition. But then she said that one of the most difficult things at first was going shopping. Um, Christine, did you have that that difficulty? And, and how have you overcome that when you go shopping, because there, there's a lot of ingredients you have to look at, you know, that you, you may not want in your diet. Um, yeah. Um, I still, I'm only 19, so I still live with my parents, so okay. they do most of the shopping. But I have noticed, like, um, when I would go shopping sometimes, like, with friends or something like that, and then I would see, like, I would be kind of, like, afraid of some of the food because I'd be like, oh, this has all this crap in it, and then... But as time goes on, I'm just like, oh, okay, it is what it is, you know, and, like, there's not a whole lot I can do about it, and, you know, freaking out about it isn't going to really help it. So I just, you know, you just do what you can do, and I think eventually you learn what stores have what you want and what stores don't have what you want, and then you go to those places that have what you want. Hmm. 
Let me direct that to, to you as well, Blair. Do, do you, you know, do everybody have to go to Whole Foods or uh, or can you, I guess you can find what you need at any, any store? You can find what you need in most places. And I will say, I've lived in Cache Valley a long time. And when I first moved here, it was a bit more of a challenge, but it's become much more, um, there are many more options now than there used to be available in the stores. Um, but even if you live in a location that doesn't have great stores with the internet, you can order all kinds of things and you can get those things delivered to your door. Here's a comment on our Facebook page from Vivian Baji. Thank you for this. Uh, Vivian says, uh, when I'm offered food, I say no thank you to anything with animal products in it. Problem is, the problem I find is when I have to ask what is in the food and when specific things are listed, I say no. If anyone asks me why I don't want it, I tell them that I'm vegan. Um, usually everyone is understanding, non-judgmental. My pet peeve is when someone asks me why I'm vegan and then interprets my response as an attack against them. There are both ethical and environmental reasons for my adherence to veganism. Because I'm faced with a market that has several alternatives to meat, I can choose to be vegan. I would not impose this on someone whose only option is to eat meat or starve. We vote with our dollars every day. My dollars will not go towards a demand for animal products. Maintaining a healthy diet is crucial to everyone, not just vegans and vegetarians. We all have to balance protein, carbohydrate, and fat. There are a myriad of non-animal proteins that are great for you, like uh, quinoa, lentils, and nuts. I try to remember that criticism doesn't remove barriers. It's far better to be civil and focus on your own food and health. Morgan, you were nodding during the during that comment. You agree, I, I suppose? I have had a lot of people approach me, and first of all, asking if I'm crazy um, about being vegetarian and um, trying to... like saying not very nice things about eating meat and of course that was just growing up and high school kids and a lot of that but um yeah it it can be hard to navigate friendships especially when you eat over at somebody's house and be like oh actually I'm vegetarian and some people have been so very accommodating and sometimes I just eat a salad (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so that's just that's the reality of how it works yeah Christine, I want to get your re- reaction. To that. Do you have people who interpret your announcing you're vegan as a criticism of them? Um, like, I think probably somebody has interpreted that at some point in time. Like, um, at my last job, I, I remember talking to one of my coworkers about how I was vegan, and I just kind of remember him just kind of giving me this weird look the whole time. <laughs> so, um, but I don't think that I've had a whole lot of problems with that, um, really. But, yeah. I wonder, Blair, do you get reaction like that? Well, again, as you pointed out a few minutes ago, um, people are more receptive now to being vegetarian and vegan than they used to be. So it's gotten better, and it's more accepted, and people realize we're not quite as crazy as you might think. <clears throat> but I also do hear people say things like, well, they, they send, tend to react defensively, and they think that my food choices are some kind of statement on their food choices. And it's really not that way. I'm doing this for me and for what I believe in and for what makes me feel better about my place in the world and my health. If you want to do it, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. If you're at all curious, maybe you can just try to become vegetarian for just do it for one day and see how you do. Try to not have meat in one meal and and make that step. But I'm not advocating. I mean, I'm just doing what's right for me. Mm. And Vivian, I think, uh, points out uh, maybe reacting to uh, 
the, the stereotype that I put forward early in the program that uh, you just can't get enough protein if you if you totally go vegetarian or or a vegan. She's pointing out quinoa, lentils, nuts. Oh yeah, and, there's and plenty of like, sources yeah. of protein. You really, yeah. it's re- honestly as long as you're not eating salad at every meal, then you're even and it depends on your salad. I guess iceberg lettuce. I would say as long as you're not eating iceberg lettuce salads every day for every meal, you're gonna have you're not gonna have a protein problem. Mm-hmm. Here's a comment from uh, Charles Ashurst on our Facebook page. He says, in general, I suspect humans are at their best when they're starving. Humans just can't handle abundance very well. So there you go, Charlie's starvation diet. I want to see uh, those ribs showing. (laughs) 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 Thanks for that, Charles. Uh, So what we're going for is is healthy, right, Morgan? Yeah, that's the goal is to to become healthier. Yeah. Um, Blur, what do you think of, of Charles's? Oh. starvation diet <laughs> well there is um, there is some research about uh, limiting calories um, it's called the China study and uh, there are some people who advocate that I clearly look at me and I'm not advocating a starvation diet but I do agree that you know America is a land of plenty and we have plenty of food and plenty of choices and again as someone on the Facebook page earlier said if you're not in a starving situation and you're not you know in a survival situation, if you don't have to eat meat, then consider not having not eating meat. Hmm. We just have about three minutes left. I want you to get some concluding comments, so starting with uh, Christine. So uh, you're, you describe yourself as mostly vegan. What you, where are you with that now? You, you feel healthy? What, uh, you're going to continue this, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. Um, I won't eat meat, um, and I feel better that way, definitely. And, like, every once in a while I'll have, like, something that has dairy in it or something like that. But I mostly try to stay away from it, and I think I'm going to start trying to get away more from the dairy again and just be mostly vegan. And your uh, your reasons, I think you got into this for, for concern for animals. Have, has, have your reasons shifted as you've gone along with this? Um, well, I think that it really did start with compassion for animals, and it's still, I still, that is still a big reason for it. But I also do things that it really does make me feel better um, physically, and yeah, it's just it's just it works for me, and I just like it. So we have this comment come in uh, on our question on our Facebook page, Catherine Sylvester. She says, "How do you get your B12?" She's talking about specific uh, vitamins, <laughs> and I, I guess the so I throw that at uh, Blair or Christine or or Morgan. Do you have a? It's actually probably more of an issue for a vegan than it is for a vegetarian. Um, B12 is a as a, nutri- a vitamin that it, nutrient that is um, more often found in animal products than it is in vegetable sources. Um, it, however, it is stored in the body, so you know it's not like you lose it every day. It's stored in the body, so you don't have to have B12 at every meal. You can have it a couple of times a month, and then be fine. There are supplements that you could take, um, but I don't know, Erin. Or Morgan. Cat, Mor- no, no. Christine. Christine. Christine sorry, yes. sorry. I apologize, Christine. Oh, so, you're good. <laughs> Christine, do you worry about B12 being vegan? Um, not really. Like, I pretty much just kind of, if I feel good and if it seems like my body's fine, then I just kind of roll with it. Yeah, um, you're probably fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. I don't think that I have a problem really i guess you have to you have to monitor that and make sure you feel healthy yeah. and that you are healthy yeah, yeah. and you know yeah. if you, when you go to the doctor you can get a blood panel run and find out yeah definitely and your doctor can tell you but again it's something that's stored in your body so you don't have to have it every meal right and you can kind of build uh-huh. up and use it over time 
Very good. Thanks for that comment, uh, Catherine. Uh, keep those coming, and even after the program, which uh, close here in a couple of minutes, uh, you can keep those comments coming. We'll get this on, on future programs. Uh, Blur, what uh, final comments? What uh, you, You've been vegetarian for quite a while. I have, and um, I, I guess my final comments would be, if you are interested in this topic, if it's something that, you know, this this conversation has piqued your interest, then do some research on your own and see if it would be something you would like to try. And then try it. And when you try it, like the, you know, you can use the author's book as a guide, you can use any of the other sources that are available as a guide, but, you know, give it, give it the old college try. You know, really get in there and do your own cooking. You might find that you enjoy cooking. I love cooking. I didn't used to love cooking, but I do love cooking now. And you can... Maybe you'll find that you really enjoy it. But if you find that it doesn't work for you, then so be it. Just like, you know, this works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. And you're living proof you can coexist with a meat eater. I am. Yeah. Yep. We do coexist. <laughs> yeah. Separate cooking is the way you Separate do it. Separate cooking is yeah. the way we do it. Morgan Pratt, a final comment from you. You're, you're going to jump into a vegan diet here again. Yeah. Well... You know, slowly get into a vegan diet, but I, I'm excited to do it. I'm feeling reinvigorated after talking about it so much. Um, and so I, that's, that'll probably be my future, my future goal in the next couple of weeks. Very good. Uh, Morgan Pratt, uh, USU student, uh, UPR News intern, has been with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. And uh, her friend, uh, Christine uh, McPherson, uh, has been with us. Thanks so much. Yep. And uh, Blair Larson, thanks. You're welcome. We have, of course, tomorrow on the program, Access Utah and Science Questions with Sherry Quinn. Hope you'll join us for that. On Monday, here on this program, we're going to talk about family history. Jumping off with uh, Who Do You Think You Are, the, the television series, and an event in Logan that's, uh, that happened just a little while ago. We'll have some experts in to talk about that. That's on Monday. Coming up top of the hour, it's uh, Zesty Garden. StoryCorps is next. Thanks for listening. Utah Public Radio presents StoryCorps, an oral history project in conjunction with the National Library of Congress, recorded in May of 2013 in St. George. Hi, my name is Nicole Molly. I am 38 years old and uh, here in St. George, Utah. I'm here with my fiancé, Robert Verhelst. And I'm Robert Verhelst, otherwise known as Fireman Rob. I am 35 years old and in St. George, getting ready for... Half Iron Man St. George. So, Rob, tell everybody first why we're here today. Today we're uh, coming, uh, it's the start of the 2013 Mission of Inspiration. I do full Iron Man and half Iron Man with the run portion and full firefighter gear, weighing 50 pounds for the whole run portion. Let's go back to how this all started. What made you do the very first race and what gave you the idea to do it in gear? Back in 2011, Ironman Wisconsin landed on the 10th anniversary of September 11th. And I had done eight days of search and recovery um, at September 11th. I got there two days after the Trade Towers had been hit. 9-11 is one of those uh, topics and far removed from it now, but at the same point it's in the forefront of everything that I do. It took a lot of years to be able to overcome what I had seen there and what I had done. I think the biggest thing that I that I took away from that was to live each day. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day. Being a part of that, in essence, recovery effort was amazing because there was no, it didn't matter who you were, when you were on that site, you were an American. 
you were there for the purpose of rebuilding what had been taken from us. And to me, that is the greatest gift that I have received from that is is how amazing people can be when they need to help their fellow man. It translates into everything that I do here. I worked eight days of search and recovery on the pile. I mean, a lot of those days were 20-hour days, but you don't realize they're 20 hours until after the fact. Um, you just continue to go and go and go because that's what those other people did. They didn't get a chance to see the next sunrise. They didn't get a chance to have another birthday. You do. Take advantage of that. Make sure that every single day is important when you wake up to when you go to bed. 9-11 really reshaped my life and reshaped how I approach things. And as much negative that came from it, uh, the positives that came from it for helping people to realize how amazing we can be and what we can develop, you have to take that. And subsequently, I wanted to make that an important moment in my life. So I came up with the idea of honoring those who had fallen, making that point that our country came together as a whole on that day. And so I decided to do it in gear. What made you decide to make a whole year of it? The response that I received from that individual event was amazing. It, I wanted to carry that on. When you get this ins inspiration and you start to motivate others to be better, you want to keep that going. And I, I thought in 2012, you know what, I'm going to try to do this again. Every single event, it's amazing to see the individuals. I get to talk to the greatest people because everybody that does these races has a story. And I get to hear these stories. What are some of your favorite stories? Was there was an elderly couple that was near the finish line, and they were sitting out in their lawn chairs. And the gentlemen out there, every time I went by, they were clapping and cheering. When I came back around to go to the finish line, I went over onto the lawn, shook their hands, gave his wife a hug, and he said, I told my wife that we wouldn't leave the, our seats until you got to the finish line. And he was a veteran firefighter of 35 years who had retired. It's that kind of emotional connection that I, I've made throughout this journey with just regular people, with kids, with endurance athletes, with so many different individuals, and I, it's a great feeling to have. What does St. George mean to you? Why did you decide to come back again after the experience last year? It was that moment that I actually figured out what I was doing. You should never really have a true finish line because you always want to keep going. I finished at 1 a.m. with the fire department, fire truck leading the way, the police department behind us. Just an amazing, an amazing experience in, in the life to have that and to be able to touch those people in that kind of way. People are so defined on making grand schemes. To make a difference in this world, they feel like they have to make a grand gesture. No, to make a difference in this world, you just have to inspire one person. These interviews were recorded at StoryCorps, a national initiative to record and collect stories of everyday people. Excerpts were selected and produced by Utah Public Radio. Support for StoryCorps on Utah Public Radio comes from Dixie Regional Medical Center, located on two campuses in St. George, serving northwestern Arizona, southeastern Nevada, and southern Utah. Information at DixieRegional.org.
This is Utah Public Radio, KUSR HD1, 89.5 Logan, KUSK HD1, 88.5 Vernal, KUSL HD1, 89.3 Richfield, KUST HD1, 88.7 Moab, KCEU 89.7 Price, and KUSU FM HD1, 91.5 Logan. This is Lloyd Berenson, Director of the Bear River Health Department. During wintertime inversions, parents often wonder if they're